Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, we'll learn more about Spur Festival, an annual series of events that strives to foster conversation and dialogue in our community, as well as on a national level. Then we'll be joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons. He'll tell us about this week in Winnipeg through the lens of CNC. And finally, if you have a story to tell, Community News Commons is holding training sessions all throughout the month of June. We'll speak with some of the participants who attended one of the first sessions of this past week and find out about their experiences. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on River City 360. Good morning and welcome to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you on this Sunday morning. We hope you're having an excellent day so far. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about Spur Festival, which recently happened here in Winnipeg. We'll also be speaking with Noah Ehrenberg, the Community News Commons convener, and talk about some of the latest stories that you can read online at communitynewscommons.org. And if you are interested in learning more about how to tell stories or multimedia journalism, you can attend the Community News Commons training sessions that are taking place all throughout the month of June, and we'll tell you how you can participate. And we'll also speak with some of the participants who attended some of the first sessions a little bit later on in the program. Uh, as you may recall, last episode we had a trivia question and we gave away two tickets to the barbershop group, the Winnipeg Golden Chordsman. And our lucky winner, drumroll please, was Brian right here in Winnipeg. He correctly guessed that the founder of the Spitfire band, Jackie Ray, was born in Winnipeg, and that's the Winnipeg Connection. That was the answer to our trivia question. Uh, so Brian received two tickets to the Winnipeg Golden Chordsman show that actually happened uh, last night. Uh, so we just wanted to say congratulations to Brian. Thank you for calling in, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Now, to kick off today's show, we don't have a contest, but we do have a song for you. How about Bette Midler with All Right, Okay, you win, right here on River City 360. Well, all right, okay, you win. I'm in love with you. Well, all right, okay, you win. Baby, what can I do? I'll do anything you say. It's just got to be that way. Well, all right. I'm in love with you, well, all right, okay, you win, baby, what can I do, anything you say I do, long as it's me and you, all that I'm asking, all I want from you is just love me like Way. 
want from you Just love me like I love you It won't be hard to do All night, all day I'm in ooh and I'm telling you All right, okay You win, what are you waiting for? If you're gonna be my Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning, and we hope you're having a wonderful Sunday morning. Earlier this month, Spur Festival took place in Winnipeg. Billed as a national festival of politics, art, and ideas, Winnipeg's iteration included panel discussions, a Métis heritage walking tour, and much more, including a book launch presented under the Books That Spur banner that was held over the noon hour at the Winnipeg Free Press Café a couple of Fridays ago. The featured book, Canadian Pacific and the Golden Age of Travel by Barry Lane, offers a glimpse at the construction of Canada's railways and the hotels along the way through illustrations and stories. We caught up with Barry after his talk and asked him what sparked his interest in the history of Canadian railways. I love history and I had a company that organized uh, travel for academic groups coming to Canada, uh, alumni of major universities and uh, and members of, of museums and so you're traveling on rail and uh, you just can't escape it and of all the lectures over the years and I had maybe a hundred different topics it was a story of Canadian Pacific Railway that most uh, touched uh, the our passengers and we'd be traveling of course on rail we stayed in all of these hotels so when the time came to retire uh, and again as a prairie boy from Saskatchewan this uh, was the natural topic, this great, wonderful story to uh, try to make accessible with the imagery for everyone. And Barry was very enthusiastic about having the opportunity to share his book and stories with the audience in Winnipeg. It's glorious to be in Winnipeg. It's just fantastic. What a great, great city. What a great history. And to be in the Exchange District, I mean, this is still today one of the major railway hubs in North America. And to be uh, uh, in this uh, wonderful cafe with all of these uh, uh, interested people and educated, sophisticated people, it's great. And when I was a kid growing up on the farm in Saskatchewan, Winnipeg was always the Paris of the people from Saskatchewan, where everyone was educated and all the girls were beautiful. And of course, it's true. We also spoke with James Penner, one of the attendees of the event. He's had a Spur Festival pass for the past three years and explained to us why Spur is the only event that gets him to come to downtown Winnipeg. We were in one at the art gallery a couple of years ago. There were probably 400 people in the thing, and you could hear a pin drop. It was, people were so intent on getting something out of the presentation, and that's the kind of people that this attracts. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Helen Walsh, the founder and director of the Spur Festival, and we'll find out more about how the festival is bringing Canadians together to create a dialogue on important topics. But first, here's the Everly Brothers with You're the One I Love, right here on River City 360. 
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. Just before the break, we learned about an event called Books That Spur, which was part of the recent Spur Festival held in Winnipeg earlier this month. While we were there, we also had a chance to speak to the festival's founder and director, Helen Walsh, and ask her what Spur Festival is all about. The festival really is meant to engage uh, Canadians in conversation about issues that matter, both to the local community and then to try to link those conversations across the country so that we can learn from one another as, as uh, Canadians. You know? So what, how do we take a theme, and this year our theme is our new tribalism, and interpret it through the lens of Winnipeg, and then what does that have to say to tell Halifax's fall or to tell Calgary? And you know, really, how do we create a conversation across the country that recognizes both our, our strengths and our differences, community to community, uh, and then also the similarities. And it's that idea that motivates Spur's mission, which is to create social change by convening and engaging Canadians. We see our role as a convener and a catalyst, and how do we bring people into the room from all different communities, how do we create synergies, and then how do we share that? So all of the events that we do become podcasts. Those are all freely available online. We work with media partners, so that's that, that's how we do it. Now, you know, can we convene people? Can we get interesting ideas, and then can we share those as widely as we can make it happen, uh, and and catalyze people to work for change? As you're about to find out, spur events can take on many forms, and no two are alike. What we really want to do is take a theme and then unpack it in ways that allows all different uh, Winnipeggers to come into the conversation, right? So it could be something like this, which is a book launch for a new book. It can be a debate. It can be an in-conversation with. So we're, we're sitting down with Winona, the Indigenous activist Winona Leduc and again St. Clair. So that's, she's giving a keynote and then they're engaging in conversation. We like to offer people ways to engage uh, socially. So we're having a bike jam. We expect about 800 Winnipeggers to show up on uh, Saturday night for a bike jam and there are musical stops along the way. So that's, and then we have an after hours. So how do you come and decompress after a day in order to be social? Because uh, the social element is how we build community too, right? And so the festival likes to have lots of different opportunities so that as an audience member, you can engage in the way you want. But we're always hoping that we'll hook you into something you might not otherwise have come to. For book launches at Spur, publishers pitch the Literary Review of Canada, which is the organization that produces the festival. 
This particular book on the history of rail in Canada was, as Helen explains, a topic that would really resonate with a Winnipeg audience. The rail line relocation is a topic we've been following a lot. We were hoping to do something on it this year in terms of urban space and what would it, you know, what could you blue sky could be used for that land if the rail line relocation went forward. Um, we we did, didn't fit into the program this year, but we are going to do something on it. And so the whole concept of how to look back in order to look forward uh, interests us. And so it's a kind of like a two-step dance. We're looking back now and then uh, either throughout the year or next spring we'll look forward into the whole issue of the rail line relocation. While this year's Spur Festival has already wrapped up in Winnipeg, you can still learn more about all of the discussions that took place and future events by visiting spurfestival.ca forward slash Winnipeg. Again, that's spurfestival.ca forward slash Winnipeg. Thanks, Robert. Coming up after the break, Community News Commons convener. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Noah Ehrenberg joins us in studio to talk about this week in Winnipeg through the lens of CNC. But first, here's Pat and Shirley Boone with Melody of Love right here on River City 360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons. Noah, thanks for joining us. Good morning. So how are you doing today? Uh, just terrific. How about yourself? Not too bad. I understand earlier this week you had uh, the first week of some workshops for Community News Commons. How did those go? 
They were excellent. Yeah, it's uh, terrific uh, to see uh, citizens come out, uh, people who have been to the workshops before and people who have never been to the workshops. And so it was, uh, it's an active group. There was about 20, 25 people that, uh, that were there for the first two workshops. And um, they're really engaged in the whole idea of telling stories and doing multimedia journalism. That's great. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. We were actually, we'll actually hear from s some citizen journalists and, and what they've got from the first couple of workshops. But uh, before we get to that, let's let's talk a little bit about Winnipeg and what's happening in Winnipeg through the lens of Community News Commons. So tell us some of the stories that have been posted on CNC this week. Well, one of my favorites this week is about a program called um, the North End Garden of Nations. And uh, essentially what it is is a program by Food Matters Manitoba, which is a terrific uh, local uh, charitable organization uh, that, um, you know, do a lot of things food related in our city and in our province. And... Um, uh, what they've done is they've created a new garden space in Winnipeg's North End that provides garden beds for 15 new Canadian families. And so essentially what that does is it gives people who are new to Canada the opportunity to grow their own food. And this really includes like familiar foods like mustard greens or chilies or even marigolds that, you know, people that they wouldn't be able to either find or afford in Winnipeg that, grocery stores. That's good that our soil is able to also grow in, this, in the things that would be, have a similar climate or wherever they're from oh for sure and and it's um uh, it's it's um this this uh north end garden of nations is is really more than just a garden it's a it's a community of people who are trying uh to find their place in a new country and so uh gardening is a terrific way for people to get come together grow food meet other newcomers and sort of build what would be an essential social support and network build a nice sense of community it, exactly so carolyn townhead she writes the story for community news commons and i'm happy to say that that story that we ran uh, last week and that's uh, still on the site that people can uh, find at communitynewscommons.org that story uh, was picked up by ctv oh, cool. and uh, i also heard it on uh, cbc radio as very well very cool that's great uh, so what are what what else is happening uh, on CNC this week? Well, well, actually, a story that was uh, just published uh, on Friday is um, a, a story called Searching for Kilfaset. And uh, this is uh, about a man named Jim Pringle who lives in the Interlake in Manitoba. And he and his partner, uh, Rosemary uh, Miguez, they travel out to Scotland um, recently. And this was sort of Jim's way of um, searching for his relatives, the Pringle okay. family from way back. So where does the title come from, the Kilfaset? Uh, Kilfaset was the name of the farm okay. that uh, when relatives started farming in southern Manitoba, they called their farm Kilfaset. And it was after Angus or Agnes Stewart Brown um, Pringles, uh, uh, Agnes Stewart Brown Pringles childhood home okay. was called Kilfaset. So she was Jim Pringles' great grandmother and records show that she was born in uh, Balfron, a village just north of Glasgow. So essentially the story that Jim writes with really fascinating photos, he's basically trying to retrace the steps of his ancestors that go back uh, three, four centuries. That's very cool. And um, it's a really uh, poignant, very um, inspiring story. And it, uh, you know, history is one of those things that, um, that you know, when you look at other people's histories, it's, it's, uh, or at least you know, histories of other countries and things like that. It's, it can be, um, you know, mildly interesting. But when it's a history about a personal uh, thing, you know, a, a very uh, uh, something that you've lived or that your family has lived. Right. Uh, it becomes uh, really, really interesting to, uh, to and fascinating to see his journey. So this is cool. a nice little story that Jim wrote about his journey back to Scotland to try and uncover his uh, family roots from uh, 300, 400 years wow. ago. Wow. Like, you can 
you never know what you're going to find on CNC. It's exactly. Cool. And that's the beauty of the site is that, you know, I tell people that they can write, you know, uh, whatever they like to write about. And, um, and uh, oftentimes it's things that are really inspiring to them. And uh, for Jim Pringle, uh, th this was a very inspiring journey and he felt that he should write about it. And so he did. And uh, we've published it on Community News cool. Commons. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I, I'll have to take a look at that one. That sounds like a, I like hearing stories about that. The or sort of origin stories of people. It's, mm -hmm. it's very... Mm -hmm. It's almost surreal to think about what had to go right for someone to get to where they are today. Yeah, and just the notion of, you know, turning the same handle or doorknob of a store that your family would have done, right. you know, 200, or walking in the same footsteps or being in the same place. Yeah. I mean, those are, uh, you know, some it's fascinating. Magical. Yes, indeed. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing. Uh, I'm going to ask you to stick around, though, because uh, sure. after our musical break, we're going to talk about training and and the first week of training that happened we've we've promoted on the show a couple of times but uh i actually attended the training sessions last week and talked to a couple citizen journalists and got sort of straight from the horse's mouth the experience that they had and uh just what what they hope to gain from the experience uh so noah's going to stick around with us and and we'll tell you all about that right after this musical break you're listening to river city 360.
Welcome back to River City 360. Nolan and Robert with you this morning. Uh, before the break, we were joined by Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons, and he's politely stuck around to talk a little bit more about CNC, specifically related to these free journalism workshops uh, that he runs for anyone uh, that are av available to, to park taken. So Noah, thanks for sticking around. Oh, it's great. So give us a quick rundown about what these workshops are, who they're for, who can show up, what they and what they can learn. Well, uh, basically, these workshops are about everything multimedia. So, you know, we're talking about writing an article, taking a photo, uh, shooting a video and editing it, um, you know, uh, doing some audio. Uh, it's about storytelling techniques. And they're facilitated by professional journalists, people like Dan Lett, Winnipeg Free Press columnist, Ruth Bonneville, Winnipeg Free Press photographer, Iris Uday, CBC radio producer. And essentially, the workshops uh, really um, give us a, a whole range of different um, instruction and give uh, people a whole range of different instruction in all things online multimedia journalism. So if you're interested in trying to tell a story and publishing it on CNC, it's a really uh, great way to do it. And anyone can be involved, no matter what their comfort level is with writing or with journalism in general. So I attended some of the workshops and was fortunate to be able to speak with some of the citizen journalists uh, under, under the CNC banner. And that's exactly what I found as well. There were people uh, with tons of experience, but some with no experience at all. But all of them were looking to learn the craft of journalism or, or how to be a better writer. Uh, Pamela Osborne is a fourth year nutrition student looking basically just to expand her writing skills. It seems very interesting and I think also it may be a, a form to help me uh, with my writing. And I'm like trying to write, you know, 10 to 15 page papers at university. So it's like, it's a real struggle for me. And I just trigger, you know, using this short form format that it might help me just to get going. Because that's the biggest problem for me. The biggest hurdle is to get going. So as we mentioned, Noah, you deal with every all of the writers at CNC, but how do you handle sort of the different levels of experience when it comes to new writers or seasoned veterans? Like, Well, you know, I've I've said that this is really the most diverse newsroom that I've ever been involved in. Yeah, you well, know, yeah. it's like people from all walks of life, from, you know, all ages, all abilities. And while that is uh, challenging on the one hand, it's also really exciting uh, because everybody shares a passion you know, a passion yeah. to tell a story. And that really is what it comes down to. And so um, one of the amazing things about Community News Commons over the course of the last uh, three to four years that we've been doing it is that we discover people who really love to tell stories uh, of all types of ability, like uh, of all types of writing abilities. And so, um, you know, there, there are some people who have been writing for a long time and they've never really published anything. And so it's almost like you do, like they've been rediscovered as a writer and it's a, you know, a terrific way for them to get their stuff published. Just uh, kind of gives them an outlet for a place that, or for something that they've been doing for a long time already. Exactly. And something like writing or, or shooting a video or doing some audio, like it, people need uh, a certain amount of confidence you know and to put your material out there for people to see it really uh, has it takes a lot of courage and so when we provide a safe place for people to uh, think about their stories and to do their stories um, to me that's a that's a great way for us to um, encourage people to communicate communicate more effectively and uh, really when it comes down to it uh, you know helping them tell their story is is something that um, it's a, it's it not only allows them to publish a story on CNC, but allows them to communicate more effectively 
in all types of uh, communication that they're doing in their life. Absolutely. Another uh, person that I spoke with, Shirley Kowalchuk, is a relatively new CNC reporter. Um, she signed up with the site just a couple months ago, but has already published over half a dozen articles. Uh, she expressed why CNC appeals to her specifically. What has enthralled me with it is that you do have the flexibility to, to be creative. So one has the, the ability to be creative with it, not just with the words, but with the topic. You can really set the agenda, you know. Um, uh, what I mean to say is that you can cover anything you want. And uh, if it's interesting to you, it's probably interesting to somebody else. So as Shirley said, is it really anything goes when it comes to CNC? Like anyone can sort of pitch an idea, but and I know you edit all the articles, Noah, but have there been any times where you've had to censor someone or sort of steer them away from a story that, you know, wasn't really appropriate or how does that work? Well, actually, the, the simple answer to that is no. And and that's really because uh, I'm available to CNC writers and, and journalists in, in a way like I'm available to the citizens who want to tell stories on a regular basis. So. I help them formulate the story if they need that type of help, or when it comes to them uh, bringing the story uh, or, or submitting the story to CNC, I make some edits to it, then improve it, and uh, and the the writer uh, has complete control over the content. So if they don't like the changes that I've made, we have a discussion, we figure out what's best, and we come to a you know compromise. Okay. Um, but that really is something that, har that hardly ever happens in terms of. They want it one way and I want it another way. It right. really just doesn't happen. I think it's because people are looking for the excellence in communication, excellence in the journalism that they want to present to the world. And they're looking to me to give them that sort of guidance. And so um, it, it's more of a of a participatory, uh, collaborative approach. And, it's, um, uh, and yes, I do act as an editor. And because I think uh, they're looking to me uh, for that input on a regular basis, that's the reason why they they really appreciate that type of help, and they look at it as a way to improve their story. So it's, uh, I would say that um, you know, also the terms of service in terms of um, being you know involved in the site or or writing for the site, you there is no anonymity, so your byline is is there, your your name is there. You have to be fair, you have to be accurate, inclusive, you have to operate you know in in a um, in a responsible way, and so that uh, in essence allows us to sort of operate in a world that I think is really effective and safe, and uh, and in other words. We really don't have to deal with uh, some of the stuff that would be happening in other sites. So you mentioned safety, and that's exactly what another attendee mentioned when sh when when we spoke as well. Um, Donna Marion is a documentary film producer that is new to CNC. Uh, she's actually yet to publish her first story, but Donna attended the workshops just to kind of brush up on her stories on her storytelling skills. Oh, I think it's all positive, but I think it's not happening only in journalism. I think the walls are coming down in other professions and other areas of our society as well and I think that's all good because it's an opportunity then for more and more people to be involved in can I say civil discourse the more open the more transparent the more people that are involved the healthier we are as a society 
I, I like that last line. The more people that are involved, the healthier the healthier we are as a society. It really, it really, it really speaks to me in that way. Yeah, and you know, the, one of the things about journalism that uh, is happening these days is that it's really being rewritten in a in a in a in a huge way. The landscape, the journalism landscape, has changed dramatically just in the last few years, and it is changing dramatically now. And so, as as new citizen reporters, or as 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 as, as reporters in our society, we have the ability to create a new narrative. We have the ability to create a new journalism and to the, control the narrative and it, control the journalism and and to make it more reflective of some of the things that we want the stories that we want to tell from our community well thanks a lot noah for for talking to us about the workshops today how can our listeners um both write for cnc and also attend the workshops because is there six more weeks or six weeks uh, total there's six weeks total we've been uh, through the first week but uh you know you can come in anytime uh basically week two starts uh this week with online photographer photojournalism rather over at millennium library on Tuesday at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, we're upstairs on the second floor of Millennium Library, and we've got um, a great little panel about that, about uh, how to take great photos. So Tuesday evenings is at Millennium Library, 6 to 8 p.m. Thursday evenings is at the Winnipeg Free Press Cafe, also 6 to 8 p.m. And this Thursday, we start, Dan Lett starts his advanced writing uh, sessions that will go for three successive Thursdays uh, at um, the Winnipeg Free Press Cafe. And so uh, it'll go all the way until the end of June. People can go to the CNC website, communitynewscommons.org, or the shortened version of that is cncwpg.org. And just click on the story that says uh, CNC offers multimedia workshops, and you'll see all the information there. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So every week we like to have you in, and we request that you bring us a local band or a local artist um, that maybe our listeners haven't uh, haven't heard of. So what have you got for us this week? Uh, this week I've got uh, a song from a band called Eagle Lake Owls. Uh, they are, I guess, spreading their wings, you might say. <laughs> they are an indie band that um, is evolving. Uh, they used to be sort of a acoustic folk band and now they're launching their latest recording which is um which is a departure from what they've done before uh the 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 recording was done at uh, winnipeg's collector studio it's a self-titled ep and um it will be released uh on june 4th at the cavern here in winnipeg so you can go see the band live if you want to uh and um you can get your hands on the ep as of tomorrow, I believe, uh, via Bandcamp or iTunes or Amazon uh, or the band's website and uh, Music Trader. And so I'd like to feature uh, the song from that EP from Eagle Lake Owls. This is We're In This For Tears right here on River City 360, CJNU 93.7 FM. Can I see you alone? Can I hold my breath? And all the times you're not home can we make of them and all the things that we've known when we made this mess you're gonna be on the road i'm gonna keep my dress we're in love like that not in love like that we're in love like that not in love like that 
We've almost come to the end of the show today, but we've got time for one last tune. So how about Peggy Lee before we go with her song, The Glory of Love, right here on River City 360.
That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and a big thank you to all of our guests for talking to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to our podcast, visit us online at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. And if you have any feedback about what you heard on today's program, we would love to hear from you. So feel free to leave us a comment about the program, request a song, or suggest a topic for a future show. The choice is yours. Just give us a call at 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can leave us a message 24-7, 365 days a year. Again, that's 204-944-9474, extension 360. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. You can search at RiverCity360 on Twitter or RiverCity360 on Facebook. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for RiverCity360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>